Welcome to the Meet Me podcast, a podcast all about our multifaceted human nature and constant journey through self-discovery with personal stories and insights around trauma, motherhood, relationships, spirituality, and individuality. I'm your host, Michelle Malik. Thanks for listening. Hello again, and welcome back to the Meet Me podcast, a podcast all about our multifaceted human nature. As always, I am your host, Michelle Malik, and through this podcast, I hope to help transform and transmute trauma and past experiences into growth, power, and connection through open and vulnerable conversations. And before diving into the meat of today's episode, I did want to quickly announce that I did start a separate Instagram page. I just really felt like starting fresh um, and really promoting and attracting the community that I'm hoping to build through this podcast. Um, So what you can find on that Instagram page will be anything in relation to my spiritual or healing journey, um, updates on the podcast. And I did open up my books again to start taking private healing sessions. Um, Those are offered both virtually, you know, distance healing in addition to locally here in the Las Vegas area. So wanted to throw that out there. You can um, follow me if you are interested in connecting at meetme.michelle. I will have that in the episode description as well. And I'm super excited to introduce this episode to you guys. Um, had a really great conversation with my husband. It went in all different directions, honestly. And um, we ended up talking for quite a long time about so many different areas of our relationship and And I decided to split that in two just to make it a little bit more digestible. Um, So this will be part one and I will get part two ready to release soon so that you can hear a little bit more um, about the later stages of our relationship. Um, The second part will be more focused on like our actual marriage and having a child. Um, But I hope that you enjoy what I have prepared for us to listen to today. Um, Hope that, you know, you can resonate with some of the perspectives that we share on how we approach relationships. And as always, with everything that I I post or share, um, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. I hope if anything, you can just enjoy a conversation of um, a husband and wife getting to know each other and um, expressing, you know, different levels of gratitude and, and appreciation. So we'll dive right in. I'm so excited to welcome my first guest on the podcast, my husband, Corey Malik. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) And um, before we dive into our conversation, I, you know, really wanted to bring you on to the podcast, not because we are a perfect couple or that everyone should reflect their relationships around how we do things, but we have seen each other go through so many different stages of life, so many different phases, and have really grown together over the years. We are, you know, going on 10 years mm-hmm. of being together, knowing each other for closer to 15, Something just like about. Um, and so, you know, we've really seen each other through certain developmental stages, and I felt like that is really the value that we can provide um, through the course of our relationship and what we've learned over time. So I guess to kick it off, I don't know if you wanted to start by talking about <laughs> how we met or maybe like how we kind of fell back together. Yeah. Um, so how we met. Um, how did we? No, I'm kidding. 
Um, trying to think of where to start. <clears throat> well, I remember being at, um, and we were both in separate relationships at the time, and um, I was with somebody very on and off. As was I. And um, we went to a friend's, mutual friend's birthday party. Um, it was it was a debut, debut right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, how you say 18 it. year old. Yeah, 18, Filipino, a Filipina 18 year old birthday or 18th birthday. And it's a, um, you know, it's a big deal. It was, mm-hmm. I think it was at the Suncoast. Yeah. It was like in a ballroom, a rented out ballroom. And it was like, I mean, it might as well have been a wedding, you know? Everybody was dressed up and there was a ton of people there. And we were all at our own tables. And um, I remember sitting at the table with you and it was just by, total coincidence that we were at the same table and I thought you were hilarious um you were just a giant goofball um not much has changed um and I remember feeling just an instant um connection's too strong of a word just attraction um obviously I thought you were very pretty but you being so personable and cool and funny it weirdly reminded me a little bit of myself in my most comfortable times and it was like i could see myself having a ton of fun with you and then it was just you know as friends it wasn't anything more than that obviously um we're being respectful right after that i think we added each other on facebook (laughs) or something yeah yeah i remember I guess just from my perspective, too, on the night that we met, like you said, we were both in, I was in an on and off relationship and he wasn't there. And um, I just remember like catching your attention and noticed that you kept laughing at my jokes and was like, oh, well. It was just me laughing at your jokes. It was that easy. Yeah, that's all it took, all <laughs> it took <time>. really. <laughs> um, just somebody to think that I'm funny, honestly. But <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I noticed you and I thought that you were cute and was like secretly, not so secretly trying to get your attention throughout the night or like just get you to laugh more at my jokes. But yes, we, after that, found each other on Facebook. You know, just we're kind of friendly and a Let's little bit Let's set the scene too. I this was say. 2011? Yes, I was 17 years old just to set the stage. Um, 31 now, about to be. Mm-hmm. And so we were, you know, children and it was exciting. It was, you know, I, again, I was in. It was 2010. 2010. So I was 18. I was in a high school yeah. relationship, doing high school relationship things, I guess, to not put it into better terms. High school relationships. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, we, you know, stayed connected, we're friends, and then we kind of started dating once we were both single during that time, um, but for a very short stint. Yeah, I remember um, just trying to hang out with you, and I don't know how, I can't remember the first time we actually, like, hung out outside of all of that, but I do remember one time I brought you to party with um I wasn't a part of the fraternity yet but I was hanging out with those guys and I brought you to a party that they were having and um yeah I mean that was I think the first time that I really had you're forgetting about town square oh yeah I am forgetting about town square all our um shenanigans there yeah our shenanigans I don't our, want to dive too. <laughs> our Apple Store shenanigans. Yes, yes. yes. It was, the, it was the era of taking photo booth 
photos. I remember of the getting. Apple store. I remember getting Toll House cookies and hot chocolate, mm-hmm. and um, it was holidays. It was the holiday time, and we were walking around Town Square looking at the lights and the Christmas tree. And um, I remember there was a bunch of families with kids running around that big grassy area there, and. Um, I can't, I think we held hands. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> probably. But I don't know. I probably found some smooth way to hold your hand somehow. Yeah. And then we took a bunch of pictures at the Apple store mm-hmm. and that was when that was like the cool thing to do. Yeah. And then send them to yourself and put them on Facebook or MySpace. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I guess, you know, from that point we were seeing each other really just for like over winter break, I think. Yeah. And to be honest, it started to get a little um, too serious, too fast for me at the time. And I I know we've talked about this obviously before, but in my state at that time, being a 17-year-old girl in an on-and-off relationship, my boyfriend at the time, or ex-boyfriend I guess technically at that time, you know, had a lot of the same friends, we went to the same school. And so I think I started to just feel this pressure of what are people going to think? Um, I'm not ready to, you know, dive fully into relationship. And it just felt like that's kind of where that was headed. I just, and again, we've talked about this a lot of like, there was that instant spark. We kind of fell together very, very fast. Um, and then burned out just as quickly because of fear and, you know, me kind of backing away and, and getting scared. Yeah. A lot of young feelings we didn't really know what to do with. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a little too strong for both of us to wrap our minds around and I think for me I was a little bit more secure in knowing like I did want to be with you but I guess I I didn't really understand why Mm -hmm. Um, and you know I was also a kid I was 18 so I didn't understand quite understand the feelings that I had for you Um, but you fast forward a few years you know we did stay in touch and um, yeah I think we always like found comfort in each other and confided in each other all platonic um, yeah of course never anything inappropriate or, or inappropriate yeah because at that time too over those years it was about four years from when we dated um you know at that younger year and then when we finally like decided to be together there was about a four-year gap there and at that time um like whenever I was single, you were in a relationship. When you were single, I was in a relationship and vice versa over those four years. Yeah. And then came the day that we both were single at the same time. And I can tell you from my perspective, at that time, I had just gotten out of a relationship. I was kind of anti-men. <laughs> like did not want to date, didn't want to meet anybody, didn't really want to open myself up again. Um, and, you know, because of the relationship or friendship that we had... I was willing to hang out with you because that was just part of our nature. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. You know, we started to reconnect, started talking more frequently, and I think it was hard to avoid that those feelings that we had always had from our initial meeting were kind of starting to bubble up again. Yeah, I think, you know, looking back on who I was at the time when we first met, um... I want to say when we first started talking again those years later, there was a lot of nostalgia and like fond memories that I had that I was intrigued to want to rekindle with you. And we're both so young. It's it's like it wasn't anything for me to hold against you. It doesn't change the fact that I still felt away. Of course. And I think I needed to get that one back and 
by that I mean like I needed another chance for myself to see if to like see it through well to see it through and see if like that attraction was actual attraction from you to me or if it was like infatuation or if it was just time and place or if it was just like you know convenience or if I was a rebound you know what you were going through with your ex at the time was so tumultuous as is many high school relationships same with the one that I was in at the time um and I think the immediate thought that went through my mind when we got back together again was was I just there at the right place right time for her when she was in a vulnerable state emotionally and found solace in me and found comfort in me in a way of like well this is a guy that's nice to me this is a guy that treats me with respect this is a guy that you know laughs at my jokes and makes me laugh with his jokes and we just got each other in that way you know and and I think I just wanted to see if like that was real mm-hmm. um, and turns out I mean I figured that out right away it was as real as it got yeah. you know um, yeah and, and I think again like the timing of us deciding to fully dive in I obviously was still in a rocky um, place in my life like I wasn't ready in my mind I thought that and when things started to progress within our relationship, we started seeing each other more frequently. I started re- realizing like, okay, this is actually a person I could see myself growing with that actually, like you mentioned, respects me, treats me well. But not only that, I think the biggest thing about you at that time that gave me comfort in taking that dive was the fact that you were really good about making sure that I felt secure within myself, that I wasn't looking for that from you that I wasn't looking that really from anybody that I felt like I was at a place where I was ready to accept and be loved in the way that I knew I deserved to be and so although again kind of like those thoughts of social pressure was like from the outside world you know or people who didn't know the situation like it probably looked like I just jumped right into a relationship which wasn't really the case there was a lot that led up to you know the separation and then for us to fall together the way that we did we had history and all of those things but for me and my internal struggle is like I had fully decided I no longer wanted to be with the person I was with prior well before we started to go down our path mm-hmm. I think for me like I finally had the realization that just because the timing isn't quote unquote ideal to the outside world why would I basically block myself from receiving this wonderful relationship, this committed partner, this person that I could create a life with, just because I was worried about what other people thought who didn't mm. know the situation. Yeah. And I, I finally just, you know, let that go and was like, I'm at a place where I don't want to waste time. I knew that you were in that same place too. It's like, I'm not going to date somebody that I don't at least see potential in having a future with. Of course, nothing is 100%. Nothing was known. And I think I was extra nervous about us deciding to date at that time because of our past history. I was really worried about messing that up again, yeah. getting too scared. Um, I think you knew I was different, though. And, yeah. And I'm not... not and to, I was, too. And I think that's more, what... But I felt that way about you, too. Yeah. Like, I knew you we had changed, for sure, over the yeah. years that we separated. I had gotten out of a, a relationship with somebody that really wanted more from me um, in terms of, like, commitment. And that relationship ended just a few months before our relationship started for the second time. Um, 
And so I was also in a place of, I couldn't tell if it was just that relationship that I was moving away from or if it was relationships in general Mm -hmm. that I was moving away from. Um, You know, and the single guy thing never really landed for me. That wasn't really my thing. You know, I feel like I've been a serial monogamist. Um, People would say the same about me too. I enjoy, I I just enjoyed companionship. But then when we started dating again, we picked it back up. I knew that you were different. I had already known you. And I said this before, and I don't know if it really landed as well, but you know, almost 10 years later, I think now we, now it makes more sense, right? I felt like I already knew what I didn't like about you going into our relationship for the second time, the second and final time. Like I already knew you as a person, Mm -hmm. you know, not super deep, but like, I don't think that there was ever a time that I've been more sure about making a decision for myself than when it came to, you know, wanting to spend more time with you. And once we started spending time again together, not a day has gone by that we haven't been together. And outside of like trips or things like that, like obviously, but but like we never like took a break. Oh yeah. Like we are never like, Oh, I don't know about this anymore. We are never like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was just, we were, we were stuck together. Yeah, I think we were solidified. Like from the beginning. But I think, um, you know, within that first year, there was definitely still some lingering, maybe feelings of insecurity, past relationship trauma that we had to actively work through because you have to kind of unlearn some of those things, yeah. right? And I think that's kind of where that first year of our relationship, we actually ended up moving in very quickly like I mean like are the first month of our relationship yeah and and granted you know again that was heavily due to my situation um as I've shared on the podcast before during this time I had to move back with my dad and his step family and it was just not an environment that was really conducive for my development I just didn't want to be there um and so it kind of helped that you had a place that I could start staying at and then it just because we enjoyed each other so much, it just naturally fell into us living together. And it kind of saved me from my situation, but also allowed our relationship to really become matured very fast. And then, you know, we finally made the decision to get out of Vegas and pick up our things and try something new. Yeah. Um, A year in (laughs) to our relationship. I think it was literally like, our first year anniversary that we were moving into we were in the our, car our place the in Seattle. Yeah. 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 Um, look, on paper, this stuff sounds crazy. Like, how do you how are you so sure at such a young age that you are with the right person? I guess you don't really know until you know. I think again, the idea of like, I already knew what I didn't like about you going into the relationship, and that's to say like I already felt like I knew you. I felt like I, I had a background on you before we started dating, um, which not everybody is so lucky. I also think, but, like, kind of going back to the point of being a quote-unquote serial monogamous, like, we both had that. And I think that actually helped us to more quickly identify what we wanted in a partner yeah. because we had been in serious relationships with different people, we found kind of what worked, what didn't work, what we didn't want to settle for. Like, I know at that time that we started dating, I knew what I didn't want to put up with anymore, and I knew what my value was, and I wasn't going to 
be with anybody that had me questioning that. And so I would say it's probably the same for you. Just, you know, it looks like you said, like it looks bad on paper, like, oh, you fell together. But I think we had so much relationship experience before we made that step that it just naturally grew in that direction. And I think we were just more comfortable in ourselves, more comfortable in what we were looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, like, and, and this is something that I always tell to any friends or people looking for dating advice is like, I think you have to get to a point where you understand what your non-negotiables are. Like, what are the things that I will not put up with, that I do not agree with, that I do not want in a partner, but also all the things that you do want. And I think there is obviously compromise. Like, there's this quote, actually, I really love from that movie, 500 Days of Summer, where they're, like, describing their dream person. And one of the characters says something about, like, yeah, maybe you know, on paper, she would probably have like bigger tits or like, like more of like the stuff that I like or whatever. But the difference is that she's real. And I feel like that resonates a lot for our relationship because we, we don't like a lot of the same things. We have a lot of different interests, but we're connected and are like our values. And I'm also five, seven. So <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Short King over here. So, um, so, you know, on paper, I'm not six, one, but yeah, it's fine. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> What I'm trying to get across is like there are certain things that we just connected with on like our values, what we wanted in a future with somebody. Yeah. What you know what I mean? And like obviously some things have shifted a little bit over the years, but um, but I think that foundation has always stayed true. Well, I think also like it's not like I stopped getting to know myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think. If it, if I, if I were to give, we never do, right? Well, like, no, but I mean, like, if I were to give dating advice, or if I were to try to relate somebody else's wants and desires to what I have relationship-wise, you know, I think I would tell somebody to get with somebody that gives them that space. Um, you know, there's never been. And look, this is not perfect, right? And we already said that. There's things that you and I have worked through and are continuing to work through. The difference is we give each other the space to do that. And we'll literally sit together at the dinner table like we did last night and say, this is what I want next for you and I. And it's not a thing. It's not, you know, buying a car. It's not moving somewhere. It's how I want to start treating you and how I want you to start treating me when it comes to very specific things. Um, We give each other the space to do that stuff. We talked about this earlier in our relationship and we brought it up again last night. We were talking about how we're going to record this podcast and things that we're going to talk about. And it just reminded me of this principle that we had so early on that we just thought we understood and we it, it took 10 years almost for us to really understand what that meant but the 60 40 principle where i'm constantly giving more than i expect to receive and we both take that for ourselves we both do that for ourselves and for each other you know in this relationship it's not about equal reciprocation so much as it's about doing things because I genuinely want to do them for you and giving you things because I genuinely want to give them to you not because I need to have it back you know fully paid with interest Mm -hmm. but because you know like your birthday it's mm -hmm. not like I want to give you a gift because I know on my birthday I'm going to get a gift it's like your birthday I want to give you a gift because I love you and because it's your special day and I want you to feel special 
you know, just like I want you to do that for me on my birthday. It's that principle, but in our everyday life. And we said that so early in our relationship, and we felt so happy and secure, but it took us 10 years almost to really understand what that meant. It took us 10 years, you know, moving from friend group to friend group, uh, making serious changes career-wise, health-wise, yeah, financially, back and forth into different states, moving back and forth from different states, I mean, all of the things that could get having married. Having a child. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And getting <laughs> married and having a kid. Not to mention the two biggest things we'd ever done. But, yeah, through all of that time, I mean, that principle is still alive and well. Mm-hmm. And that's really stuck. Yeah, and I think the important thing to note with that is, like, it has to be reciprocal. Like, it has to yeah. be an equal mentality of like obviously we wouldn't be where we are now if like you were constantly giving 60 and I was constantly giving 40 or or vice versa it's like we fill in those gaps for each other when it's necessary out of yes like the love of our heart because we want to make you you know the other person feel good because we want to do something for the other person but also in times where like one of us is struggling more than the other it's like filling in that space for them to show up a little bit less that day or that week and know that you know they're still loved they're supported through that obviously we still hold each other accountable and we don't allow each other to just you know stay in a certain place for too long it's like we have those conversations we have open transparent um discussions about that stuff and i think that's the other thing too is like we're always willing to have conversations about where something may need adjustment and over the course of the 10 years that we've been together that is such a crucial part because as I always say, like over time, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly becoming different versions of ourselves. I'm not who I am today. Like I'm not the same person I am today that I was a year ago or the year before that. And so that obviously applies in a relationship too. Our relationship is not the same. I mean, we have gone through some crazy phases. We went through like our insane partying days together. We went through Seattle, which was very isolating and lonely because we didn't really know anybody out there. We had to start from scratch. And then, like you said, you know, moving into marriage, um, having a child, like all of these things have kind of allowed us to create new versions of ourselves and like have to get to know our partner's new version, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, you talk about transformative experiences. Just this past year, both of us have done something so... Uh, personally fulfilling for ourselves you know you with really taking your spiritual journey to the next level and that includes this podcast you know I know that that's a big part of it too me losing a bunch of weight and Mm -hmm. you know changing my um, relationship relationship with with diet and exercise you know Um, that's all been very transformative but I think you make a great point when you say like getting to know this new version of us like we're constantly shedding our skins and I wonder if that holds people back in marriages when things get stale or when things become you know stagnant is it because they're not shedding their skin enough Mm -hmm. is it because they're not changing things whether or not they feel like they can or they're allowed to based on what their spouse says but the root issue of that is are they not trying to reinvent themselves in some way Mm -hmm. now Look, it's not like I'm changing my hair color every day and changing jobs every six months. And I'm not an unstable person and neither are no, you. No, of course. It's a natural human But it's a natural thing. thing. Like we want, thing, we want new things for ourselves. We want to ebb and flow and try new hobbies and learn new skills and 
um, you know, try to change our day-to-day daily habits. Um, And I feel like maybe there's a lot of people out there that might struggle with that just in general for themselves, but when it comes to a relationship, feeling like you got to keep things exactly Exactly. how they are. Mm -hmm. Either that or... you really don't. Maybe the answer is like, no, you don't have to do that, you know? Yeah, it's either that, I feel, or maybe one one person in the relationship is growing and evolving and the other person is not. And so there's like that disconnect. And so I think, you know, there are times, like I said, where we fill in for each other. There are times where I'm having a harder time or you're having a harder time based on whatever is going on in our personal lives, you know, with our health, whatever it may be. And I think it's been really important that we continue to encourage each other, like pushing each other into the direction of things that just make us feel good, that are not tied at all to our relationship like I think that individual the individuality and the focus on the relationship with self has really helped us in our partnership yeah for sure it has because we also are like constantly making the decision to be be who we are fully and then accept the other person for who they are fully constantly it's like a constant decision that we're making yeah I think that's a great point I think it just kind of freshens things up too. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Uh, Obviously, like a physical relationship is paramount to any healthy marriage. Um, You know, that's an uneducated opinion, but I think it's a pretty commonly shared opinion. Yeah, again, it's Um, like a human need. It's it's a human need, Mm -hmm. but it's particularly for a marriage. You know what I mean? That's probably another reason why things get stale for people. But I feel like in in a roundabout way, it might make you feel like subconsciously you're getting you're having a new thing like a new thing is is in your life every so often and maybe that reinvigorates a part of your spirit um you know it's still me you still love me you still you chose me and you choose me every time but when it comes to that aspect of a relationship i feel like the yearning the self like yearning to want more for ourselves and do more and change and reinvent ourselves when we can in ways that make sense and are sustainable, I think is attractive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think that's, that's an attractive true. quality of yours. And I, I like to think that that's an attractive quality of mine too. Um, nice. And why wouldn't I want to be attractive to my wife? Why wouldn't you want to be attractive to your husband? Um, I think that that's really that helps. That mm-hmm. helps keep things fresh. Um, that's a part of it, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. In many ways. Not just the physical way, but, you know, in life. Just day-to-day life. All right. That will conclude part one of the conversation with my husband. I hope that you enjoyed listening. And as always, I am so incredibly grateful that you decided to spend some time and energy on my podcast Please don't forget to rate and subscribe to not miss any future episodes. Again, you can find me on Instagram at meetme.michelle. I love hearing from you. So if you had any key takeaways, please do send them my way. Um, Love connecting and getting any feedback. Share an episode that you enjoyed with somebody that you love. And I cannot wait to share with you again so soon. Until then, bye-bye.